It feels like just yesterday that Chargers head coach Brandon Staley was squarely on the hot seat, but after back-to-back great defensive performances, he's starting to show exactly why the Chargers hired him to begin with. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers now for six seasons together. This is our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. And we're starting today, David, with the main man in charge, Brandon Staley, and kind of how the perception has changed with him over the last two weeks, coming up with great defensive game plans against two completely different teams and having the defense look the way it has without their stars has been super impressive and I think has firmly taken him off of the hot seat, right, if you will. Then again, on the other side of things, offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi now has most of his biggest weapons back at his disposal, and we're still seeing the biggest flaws with the Chargers offense. So we'll talk about that as well and how that really hasn't changed before getting into the Chargers playoff picture because the Chargers, it seems like now, David, it would be a big disappointment for the Chargers not to make the playoffs with the games that they have left and where they're currently sitting in the standings. But today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKDOWN, all caps, in the game store. Brandon Staley, David, the man with the mouth, the man that has, you know, really since the first press conference he had kind of stolen our hearts in a way, just as far as kind of transparent and genuine and being different than a lot of other coaches, right? And approaching the game a little bit differently. Yeah. But as we talked about before, the talk only gets you so far because through his first two seasons, he's had one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And that was obviously the biggest, you know, kind of, thing you could hold against Brandon Staley in his first two seasons as head coach because it hasn't been good and that was his calling card coming in and it is Tuesday so we're getting to our biggest Chargers buy or sell the biggest overreactions and storylines for the Chargers right now so the buy or sell is this today David Brandon Staley has shown over the last two weeks why he deserves more time as the Chargers head coach yeah I mean I think that's an it's an excellent buy or sell because the recency bias would lead you to believe that there's a lot to be very excited about, but let's not forget all of the turmoil that the defense has put us through over the last, you know, season and a half. Brandon Staley was coming in to be a defensive mastermind, a guy who had le- led the Rams to the number one defense in the NFL, and we have not really seen any remnants of that whatsoever until the last couple of weeks where, yeah. you know, you, you have to give credit where credit is due. A couple of game plans that he put together have been fantastic, but I don't know if I'm quite ready to give my complete endorsement because it's not done yet. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but it would also be incredibly early for the Chargers, given their history, to fire him after only two seasons and to not let him have a third season. So, I mean, I think he's going to get three either way. I think, I mean, at least at least three, right? Obviously, we'll see yeah. what happens next season. I think him taking this injury-riddled roster to the brink of the playoffs and potentially into the playoffs is going to be enough, and I don't even think if they missed the playoffs, he would have necessarily gotten the chop. 
Yeah. But you definitely see why they brought him in to begin with here because you're actually seeing through game-to-game adjustments, you're seeing him get the most out of his defensive players. And I don't think there's really ever been too much of a question of whether he kind of owns that locker room or whether the players are buying in outside of a couple of random sources that no one could ever really back up, right? He seems like a player's coach, and he seems like, especially with the way he approaches practice and all of those things, that the guys are on his side. But over the last two weeks, it's been a different animal for them. Chargers defense allowing 15 and a half points, and which is really insane considering in that Miami game, the 50-plus yard touchdown to Tyree Kill picking up a fumble, right? Michael Davis falling down, and all the weird things that kind of led to them getting 17 in that game, right? It's been yeah. dominant. Only 251 yards allowed to opposing offenses over the last two weeks, only averaging 142 passing yards against this defense over the last two weeks. But obviously, the last week, I think, was the most impressive because you had a team who really could expose your biggest weakness. They ended up being able to run the ball effectively, but it didn't matter. It was still overall a pretty dominant showing. And I think that's now you're seeing, right, what he can bring to the table and why he you should have him over, I guess, someone else. Yeah. Two things that really stick out to me the last couple of weeks is the Chargers defense's ability to get off the field on third down back to back games against the Miami Dolphins. And last week, you know, they have three of 11 on third downs, and that's been one of their huge kryptonites. They have not been able to get off the football field at all. Didn't matter if it was third, third and short or third and long. They could not get off the football field. They did an excellent job of doing that against Miami and Tennessee. And also the second thing is, is they're doing a much better job of bottling up the run on first and second down, which has allowed them to really get after their passer. And this is from Daniel Popper of the athletic, especially against the Titans. The Titans had an average distance to gain of 9.13 yards on second and third down. That makes a world of difference. And that's why the Chargers pass rush minus a guy like Joey Bosa was able to express itself in that Tennessee Titans game. Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, that is something that showed up huge. And literally, they were the worst third down defense in the entire league last year. Right. And they weren't much better. For most of this year, even on third and longs, they weren't able to get off the field. And there's a lot of things that go into that. The one consistent thing was them just not being able to stop a five or six yard run on first down and really just setting other offenses up with all the advantages that come along with that. But I think Brandon Staley, to me, obviously being more aggressive is something I like to. Now it seems like he's getting back more to that as aggressive ways because he really hasn't been as aggressive this year by any means. But He does seem to be making those big calls in these last few games, obviously going for a two-point conversion to win a game, all those things that you want to see and that kind of, you know, separate him from the bad coaches and the coaches we don't want to talk about from Chargers past, right? But I think maybe the most important thing with Brandon Staley that we've seen over the last two weeks is some of the getting the most out of the guys that are out there, right? We've seen Jesse or Taylor step on the field and and not feel out of place, right? And I think there's been some unsung heroes that have really come along under Brandon Staley. And that's not not to give them the credit, right? These dudes deserve the credit for putting the work in. But yeah, you've seen Michael Davis break out, right? You've seen unsung heroes like Braden Fehoko, right? Alohi Gilman, guys like that stepping up. Like, that is another really, really positive part of what we've seen over these last two weeks. It's been great. It's been fantastic for the Chargers defense. When you don't have all of your stars at your disposal, when you don't have a Derwin James and you don't have a Joey Bosa for the better part of the entire season, it forces some of these other guys to have to step up. 
guys like Kenneth Murray, too, has actually shown some flashes, Daniel. Yeah. I mean, that's something that you could really be excited about because the first couple of years he was with the Chargers, you were just waiting for something to happen. You were waiting for that athleticism to really show itself. And now it's starting to it's starting to happen. That's what's been the difference with this defense. You're getting so many contributions from so many different players. You're seeing that growth. You're seeing that maturation. And that is so incredibly valuable as the Chargers continue to get healthy and continue to peak, hopefully towards the playoffs. Yeah, of course. And I mean, like I said on yesterday's show, like there's still not enough to totally feel good about like yeah. them, you know, pulling away and easily winning these last three games, which they probably right. should. Yeah. At the same time, though, I think there are some very tangible things you can hold on to here, to here right? With Brands Daily getting what they're getting out of these guys. And we'll see, you know, when Derwin comes back, if Joey Bosa comes back, and we'll talk about whether he even should come back before the playoffs later on the show. Can he infuse them seamlessly, right? And, and take this defense to even another level because they have really, really stepped up over the last few weeks. I mean, Alohi Gilman balling out. Brayden Fehoko, I mean, almost singularly kind of changing the physical huge nature of the chargers up front like just having a dude that mean and that unmovable at times up front yeah it's been awesome to see the one criticism i would have of brandon staley is it does seem like some of the offensive coordinator stuff that you you know we link to joe lombardi is actually fully supported by brandon staley which he talked about a little bit you know in an interview that he was doing basically saying like hey sometimes you have to take the short stuff unfortunately i don't love that and I also don't love the fact that the Chargers now have had their weapons back for a couple of weeks now while the defense has been doing this. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, both on the field healthy. Yet we're still having some of the same frustrations with this Chargers offense, which makes you wonder. I think Brand, you know, Joe Lombardi, even though Brandon Staley safe, is still very, very much on the hot seat potentially. So we're going to talk about that. And if Austin Eckler will finally get to his first Pro Bowl this year, coming up right after this. But I'm really geeked about our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Ever want to show Tom Telesco that maybe you'd do a better job of running the Chargers than you would? This is the game for you guys. I mean, I don't even play a ton of games on my phone really anymore. This one has got me hooked, almost embarrassingly so. I mean, I've, I've blown through like 10 seasons. My team is getting much, much better. I'm doing a great job making the right signings. But this is what you're in charge of, hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency in the draft, in all the ups and downs of a season, which you guys are fully aware of, right? You, you've done the roller coaster thing before, so you guys know how to do it for sure. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline or play on the go wherever and whenever you want to. Locked On Chargers listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when they use the promo code Locked On, all caps, in the game store. That's Locked On, all in caps. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. I also have to tell you guys about Turo, which is totally changing the car rental game because you're not renting anymore, guys. You're sharing them because Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car that you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. You can book a spacious SUV or a minivan for a family road trip. You can get a classic or luxury car for a special event if you want to show up in style. You can definitely do that in Turo. I looked up a bunch of the cars that are around me that could get even delivered to my house if I wanted to. And there's some really nice cars on there. You want to try that new Tesla, that new energy or electric car that you've been wanting to try, you can do that at Turo in a lot of places. And even if you just, you're just you on a budget, right, and you want just something that's going to get you to point A to point B, you can find it all at Turo. You can test drive the new electric vehicles. You can get something on a budget, and many of the hosts can deliver it right to you. 
Every trip is backed by liability insurance, terms and conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget about boring rental cars. Find your drive at Turo.com. All right, David. Well, we talked about the good part of this, which was Brandon Staley. And I think really kind of showing his chops and making the adjustments and getting the most out of his players over the last couple of weeks. Harder to say that about Joe Lombardi, because I mean, going up against that Titans defense, we talked about all week, how bad that defense was, right? The Miami Dolphins on the road, really, really bad all season long. Yet the Chargers, even with their weapons back, haven't really been able to make this offense reach its potential. I would say not even close, right? So the buy or sell today is this. The Chargers getting their weapons back has shown there is still a problem with Joe Lombardi as the Chargers offensive coordinator. Yeah, absolutely. I'm buying it because it limits the excuses now. I mean, I I think you could you could say that there there's a lot. It's really difficult to have to try to game plan for replacing the production that Keenan Allen provides you. It's really hard to try to find anyone in the league that can do what Mike Williams does on a regular basis. Okay. He's these guys are very, very rare, special talents. And, you know, you've had guys in and out of the lineup at your offensive line as well, pretty much most of the season, but now that's not the case anymore. You got most of those guys back and Hey, against Miami, they, they they did put up some yards, but they also had their faults in the red zone. They went two for six and that's a huge, huge problem because you didn't game plan well enough. You didn't call quality plays to be able to get your one-on-one situations with your real red zone threats the guys that have got you down there Keenan Allen Mike Williams Austin Eckler those guys have to be featured in the red zone and just doesn't seem like they have been and also there's just been way too many throws at the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage why are we not attacking down the field it just doesn't make sense that Tennessee Titans defense was awful I mean awful Daniel they should have shredded that team and they really did not I mean 313 passing yards for Justin Herbert and just nobody really exploded the way you expected it to that's why it makes you feel like Joe Lombardi is not really enhancing what Justin Herbert's capable of doing he's kind of holding them back what I think the other thing is, too, is we talked about with Joe Lombardi before the fact that, hey, if they do get these weapons back, you will have a chance to, you know, potentially save your job if it's in jeopardy, yeah. right? By using these guys and showing what this offense can do again. Obviously, there were a top five offense last year. You can't take that away from them. Yeah. Is there a reason why the offensive coordinator of a top five offense with Justin Herbert didn't get more than one head coach interview, right? I don't know. Like, I, I do think there are people around the league that are wondering if this is the best you know, offense for Justin Herbert, just like we are, right? And yeah. I mean, a lot of that could be just everyone being like, yeah, of course you had a top five offense. Justin Herbert's your quarterback, right? But continually, it doesn't feel like they're getting the most out of them. I mean, the Dolphins defense was giving up 31 and a half points per game on the road this season, leading Ooh. into that game, or including that game. The 23 points the Chargers scored are the least the Miami Dolphins defense have given up on the road all year. So like a lot of yards yeah. is great. Still an underwhelming performance. I mean, the Titans were allowing 22.4 points on the road going into this game. In some of those games, they actually had their best defensive players out there, right? So, like, yeah, it doesn't feel like this offense has a killer instinct, right? It feels like they find good play action plays and stuff like that one week, and the next week they're deciding, hey, we're going to run the ball just to show that we can, right? Because we don't want Justin Herbert throwing it. And they've been really a terrible running game since – this offensive staff has taken over, right? I mean, Frank Smith, I think, helped a lot with it last year, and I think the Chargers are missing him. And let's also say, hey, they've been banged up this year, right? The offensive yeah. line still hasn't been very good, really, yeah. even in the last couple of weeks. There's a lot of things, but, like, it's Justin Herbert. 
you want like it feels like David the best plays are when he's breaking the play and getting out of the pocket and just throwing it down the field and like if those are just yeah. consistently your best plays every game like what's wrong with the rest of the offense well and why are we not making that a actual part of the offense hello it works more consistently yeah why yeah why are they not like manufactured in when you know your quarterback is one of the most accurate throws of the football on the run in the NFL why are we not utilizing that more? That should be a key component of this offense. And hello, he can access any part of the field. You need to be more aggressive. You need to throw down, throw the f- ball down the field. You need to give these guys more chances. And when they do, hello, they reward you. Mike Williams made a big catch. Keenan Allen had a really nice out and up to where uh, Herbert had to step up in the pocket and threw an absolute dime right into the bread basket. Those type of plays need to be in the offense on a regular basis the rpos need to be a part of this justin herbert running more has to be a part of this there's just so many ways that this offense can be better and it just seems like it's obvious to us and it should be obvious to the offensive coordinator to have the receivers you had out there with austin eckler with donald parham and gerald everett with justin herbert at quarterback 17 points just isn't good enough especially when your quarterback has to go hero mode to get you the last three and even in the biggest play of the game he has to stiff arm somebody, roll out of the pocket, make a ridiculous throw that nobody else can make down the sideline to a heavily contested receiver, right? A heavily covered receiver. You're not seeing guys catching the ball in open space. The spacing seems terrible. They're way too, you know, ready to just throw it to the flat because they're going up against cover twos. Guess what? Teams are beating cover two in the NFL every week. There's a lot of things. You don't just have to check it down because teams are going to play you over the top coverage, right? The Chargers play over the top coverage and get beat by it all the time, right? Especially earlier in the season. There's other ways to do it. Like I've stayed with this point all along. It doesn't feel innovative. It doesn't feel creative. That's what I want to see with Justin Herbert, right? As a fan of watching Justin Herbert, show me the guy that's going to tap into that, right? Mike McDaniel was Brandon Staley's first choice. Does that look like a Mike McDaniel offense? The two was running, winging it all over the field? No, it doesn't. Does it look like the Vikings offense, right, with Justin Jefferson? No, it doesn't. And obviously, great players do things as well. The Chargers have the players they have, but just not enough to me. So I think he still, you know, firmly should be one of the big biggest off-season discussions for this organization whether they're getting the most out of justin herbert but we do have a couple more things we want to get into in our buyer so including austin eckler maybe making his first pro bowl this year right that is something i would love to see and we'll also talk about the chargers updated playoff chances as we see it right now because they're in a really good spot they're at six right now they could move up to five and they have a good chance to do it catching the baltimore ravens getting the tiebreaker against them And maybe even facing off with the Tennessee Titans again in the playoffs, right? So we're going to get into all of those situations coming up right after this. But first, I do need to tell you guys about my favorite daily fantasy app. And of course, I'm talking about Price Picks. I love Price Picks because the thing that changes them from a lot of the other daily fantasy sites is it's just you versus the Price Picks projections, right? You can go in. Do you think Justin Herbert will have more or less than this amount of passing yards? Or will Keenan Allen have more or less than this amount of receiving yards? Those are the kind of plays that you can find on prize fix projections and one of the other great parts about it that we've talked about before it makes all the rest of the games that much more that much more interesting as well right now when the chargers game is over and you're having to watch like jaguars colts even jaguars colts can be interesting if you're going with the prize picks projections and you're finding the best matchups in that game and all you have to do is pick two to five players if those players go more or less than those projections you can win and you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry all you guys have to do is download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you put in $100, they will match that $100. If you put in 50, 
They'll match your 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. David, we talked about the Chargers offense, and there's one thing that you can't question about the Chargers offense, and that is whether Austin Eckler is great, because that has been one dude that, with all of the injuries the Chargers have had this year, one dude has been playing and playing in every game and producing in every game and doesn't nearly get talked about enough and doesn't get the recognition he deserves. So let's get into this buy or sell here, David. Austin Eckler is a Pro Bowl running back. Yes. No question about it. Unequivocally, yes. Last year, this dude scored 20 touchdowns. He was tied with Indianapolis Colts running back Jonathan Taylor for the most touchdowns in the NFL and did not get a Pro Bowl nod. Okay, you could say maybe that was an anomaly. Well, it's not because he has 14 touchdowns so far this season. He is leading the AFC. He is a monster. Okay, he's averaging 4.2 yards per carry on the ground, has nine rushing touchdowns, also 635 receiving yards and 95 receptions. He has been an absolute machine. But hey, that's just what Austin Eckler is. Five receiving touchdowns. He is a monster. And oh, by the way, To demonstrate how much of a monster he is, 774 of his all-purpose yards have come after contact. This guy does not go down. He is an animal. He takes on hits. He is elusive. He has great speed. He is definitely a pro bowler. He has to get that nod this year. If you don't, it's a just ridiculous oversight that you cannot have. Austin Eckler is a monster. Yeah, I mean, he deserved it last year, and he definitely deserves it again this year. And I think the thing is that people get too caught up on rushing yards, right? I mean, if you look at Austin Eckler, he's like 25th in the NFL in rushing yards or something like that. But I think it's funny because with everything and all the analytics and everything getting so driven forward, you would think that we could base these things off of more than just rushing yards, right? Especially when the biggest thing is touchdowns and all the dude does is score touchdowns, right? 34 touchdowns since the start of 2021, more than anyone else in the league. And you talked about 95 catches. That ranks fourth. Not as running backs. Ranks fourth in the NFL. The dude has the, the fourth most catches in the NFL <laughs> right now. First amongst running backs. He's first That's in rec- receiving yards amongst running backs. He's sixth in just yards from scrimmage amongst running backs. So you can talk about rushing yards all you want. There's only five dudes who have been able to amass more yards than Austin Eckler, no matter how he's getting the ball, which I don't think is really that important, right? He has five receiving touchdowns. The three guys he's probably going up against in the Pro Bowl voting – Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, they have zero, right? Those three dudes combined have 96 catches this season. Austin Eckler has 95 by himself. <laughs> it just wild. seems like, I mean, he has nine rushing touchdowns. He's top eight in the NFL. So if you're a top eight in the NFL in rushing touchdowns and also easily the best receiving back in the entire NFL and easily, even more easily in the AFC, yeah. That should be worth something. And I get who the competition is. Those are big names. Those are high draft picks. Austin Eckler is an undrafted guy going up against, what, three first-round picks, basically. You know, we're all top two-round picks. Like, it's going to be hard for him. He absolutely deserves that. I know it's a superficial title. I've been mean a lot to him. And I think it would mean a lot to the Chargers fans who have seen him really week in and week out put in the effort that he has. Just truly willing Give that man his flowers. 100%. Give him his flowers. But let's talk about the Chargers' flowers because – David, this season and the perception of it have changed. Perception has been a big thing as far as today's show, you know, with Joe Lombardi, Brand Staley. But this is the buy or sell for today. It will now be a massive disappointment if the Chargers don't make the playoffs only weeks after it feeling like there's no way the Chargers were going to make the playoffs. 
It's funny how perceptions can change and how quickly they can change. I mean, right. even before the season started with all the moves that the Chargers made, we thought this Chargers team had to be in the playoffs. It was almost a foregone conclusion that they were going to be in the playoffs. And then life happens and things change and your perceptions change. And this has been a very, very tough season with a lot of attrition and a lot of ups and downs that the Chargers have had to navigate. But after these last two wins, after beating the Dolphins, after beating the Titans, two two teams that are in the AFC playoff picture, absolutely, this would be a massive disaster if the Chargers did not make the playoffs right now. Their current playoff percentage is over 80%. Well, last year, they were in the same situation where they had an 80-plus percent chance to make the playoffs, and guess what? They didn't. They got sent home by yeah. the Raiders. The job is not done. Okay, there are still work to do. The Chargers still need to take care of their business and then they can worry about it after the fact. But yes, it would be a huge disaster if the Chargers allowed themselves to fail for a second straight season. Yeah, I mean, they're eight and six with three games left, right? They're going up against the four, nine and one Colts, the four and 10 Rams and the four and 10 Broncos like two out of three of these probably gets you in the playoffs anyways. Right. But it's about seeding in what that matchup is going to be in the playoffs. And if you're a team yeah. like the chargers who obviously has the flaws that they have, you're going to be looking for the best possible matchup. And the nice thing is, is there only one game behind the Ravens for the fifth seed right now, where they stand, they can't do any worse than the sixth seed. If they are to win out, right. That's the yeah. nice thing that, you know, if the Ravens lose one game, to an AFC opponent, the Chargers will have the tiebreaker on them and they will overtake them even if they have the same record. So they'd only have to yep. make up one game in the final three games. If, for example, the Ravens lose to the Falcons, then it gets a little bit more interesting, right? But the Ravens also still have the Bengals as their last game of the season. They have a Steelers game, which is going to be a divisional tough game. And we don't know what the status of Lamar Jackson is, but the thought of this team not making the playoffs, considering how well everything is broken for them so far, is yeah. a massive disappointment, right? Yeah. Going into the season, not making the playoffs was a death sentence. Yeah. With all the injuries, it felt like, okay, well, it's hard to hold against them if they don't make the playoffs, but this team still should make the playoffs, and then they lose games they shouldn't lose. And then they win two games that they maybe shouldn't win against two teams right, that were really, really tough for them, the Titans and the Dolphins. The Chargers have a very real chance, right, David, at the sixth seed or the fifth yeah. seed. Yeah, yeah, right now. They have a real chance for that fifth seed. And if that's the case, I mean, they'll at least give themselves a good chance to go win a playoff game, right? I mean, right yeah. now it's the Chiefs that you get. If you stay in the sixth seed and everything plays out the way it currently stands, you get the Chiefs. Obviously, not a ton of fun, right? You might have to face them at some point anyways. But, but you know you, you play them well. That, sure. But if you could turn that into either the Titans or the Jaguars, I think you'd probably take that, even with the Jaguars yeah. whipping you earlier on in the season. I mean, those are definitely yeah. a more favorable matchup. If you're the seventh seed, you probably end up getting the Bengals, right? Yeah. Or something like that. Or, yeah, no, somewhere along those lines. I mean, if you, if you keep going the way you're going, you should get a pretty good matchup. Not just make the playoffs, but get a pretty good matchup in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, th th that's what you need to do. I mean, you just need to worry about handling your business. Like, yeah. these last three games, you know, we've talked about it several times. You you should beat the Chargers are going to be favored in all of these games. 
but they cannot do what they have done many times before, which is take their eye off the ball and collapse down the stretch. They have to worry about winning one game at a time and worry about what the seating looks like after the fact. If they do yeah. that, if they win these games, they're in. That's it. There's no other conversation to have. So go out there, handle your business, win the games you're supposed to win, which is all three of these remaining games. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos offense is kind of turning around a little bit. You know, they look a little bit more formidable. They have a good defense. We know that. The Rams have Aaron Donald. The Colts have had up and down defense really throughout this year and just, you know, blew a 33-point lead they had against the 10-2 and Vikings team <laughs> oh at gosh. that time. So they're not all going to be givens. The Chargers should. They had Joey Bosa, though. I'd feel a lot better about it, right? And that brings us to our last buy or sell of the day here, David, because obviously we're all super patiently waiting for Joey Bosa to come back. <laughs> and every week, we get more kind of cryptic messages from the Chargers and Brandon Steely about when he actually will come back, and they won't put a timeline on it. But at this point, it's fair to wonder when and whether he'll be back before the end of the regular season. So the buy or sell here is this, David. Should the Chargers consider just sitting Joey Bosa until the playoffs start? No. If he's healthy, I don't want them to sit him because I want them to ramp him up, get him some touches, get him out there and make sure that we're, that he's healthy before he gets to the playoffs. I don't want the playoffs to be the first time that he's played football in over two months. I just don't like that idea. I want them yeah. to ramp him up, get him ready, get him out there, get some pass sets with Khalil Mack getting after the quarterback, feeling good and hopefully hitting the ground running into the playoffs. Now, if Rashawn Slater wants to come back just for the playoffs and, you know, have to shake the rust off in real sure. time, <laughs> sign me up for that. Fine with that, yeah. Hunter, I mean, you have to. Uh, there, you can't play him if he's not ready to go, right? If there's any chance right. that you're putting him out there too soon, you wait for sure. Yes. But if, yes. you, if he's healthy, you have to get him out there. You can't just, yeah. you know, because you're not in the playoffs yet. The right. Chargers can actually clinch a playoff spot this weekend if, you know, a lot of things fall into place for them. But yeah. you haven't made it yet. So to think that right. you have the luxury of sitting someone as good as Joey Bosa and, and conserving him for the playoffs, it's just – it makes no sense. I mean, have the Chargers been a little bit suspect as far as getting guys back on the field when they're trying to get through injuries? 100%. I do not want them to test that at all. Please. I mean, no. leave him out until he's healthy. But everything we've seen, it seems like they're being as cautious as they possibly can be unless there's a setback that we don't know about that has happened, right? He's already passed the timeline. And every timeline is different, but you can't rush sure. him back. If he's healthy, you get him out there ASAP because that's how yes. good of a player he is. And that's what you should be doing for every player on the team with no exceptions. If they're going to help you either make the playoffs or improve your standings in the playoffs. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. We will be getting into our Chargers mailbag this week tomorrow. So if you guys want to get your questions in, make sure to hit us up at LockedOnLAC on Twitter. You can also find David on Twitter at DrotalkSD, and his DMs are always open if you want to slide your questions into there. And you can also find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports. Thank you guys again for checking out today's show to make sure you never miss it. Go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel at, and also follow the show for wherever you get your podcast from, whether that's at Podcast, Spotify, wherever, and rate and review if you like the show as well. You can also find the show on our social media as well as following us on Twitter. You can also find us on our Locked On Chargers Facebook page and also on our at Locked On Chargers Instagram page as well. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen. If you need a second listen, Peter Bukowski has you covered with the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes with Locked On Sports Today. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Make sure you guys are checking that out and following both of our shows wherever you get your podcast from. And make sure you get your questions in for tomorrow's show or call into 323-524-7924. 
Get your voicemail in. Keep it around 30 seconds, and you have a great chance of getting on tomorrow's show. But that's going to do it for us today. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy, and go Bolts.